kids, if you would like to come out the front, please do so. I called my daughter this morning and said, can you pick up bread? And she said, of course you have to have props. <clears throat> um, so there are some packs down here for the kids. And I've got a message somewhere. All right. Kids, I'll get you to stand too. And I'm just going to pray for us. Father God, we just pray that we might hear you in fresh ways today. We say, speak, Lord. We are Help us to recognise and be attentive to what you want to highlight for each of us today. May we recognise it as being from you, a word, a scripture, an image, a memory, an aroma, a touch, an emotion, however you choose to interact with us today, we say yes, Holy Spirit, come and speak to us. Amen. All right, you can have a seat now. <laughs> All right. So adults, there are some things uh, on your seats there. If you want to jot something down, if it comes to mind, grab a piece of paper if there's not one where you are ask someone from behind or in front to pass it to you. There are texters at the beginning of the rows. Again, share them amongst yourselves. I know that there's a bunch of people that aren't uh, really interested in doing that and that's absolutely fine. Um, but if you feel the, the need come, I want you to do it. All right, before I get going, let me introduce myself. For those who don't know me, my name is Meredith um, and I'm an elder here uh, at Coast. And my only qualification, really, to speak with you this morning is that I'm friends with Jesus. Um, and I'd love us just to talk about uh, friends for a second. Is that okay? And actually, I was going to do two other things. I'm just going to put this here. And I'm just going to put this down here, if I can manage it. Because I really wanted to speak to the kids today because um, I wished I'd known when I was your age that I could hear God, that I could talk with him and I could hear him. So having you here just reminds me that this is where it's at. Um, so adults, I hope you just catch something along the way. Is there anyone here who's got a great friend? Scarlett, do you want to come and can I talk to you for a bit about your friend? Why don't you just stand here? Let's see. It looks like this mic's on. What can you tell? Start by telling me what your friend's name is. Um, her name is Esther. Excellent. And what do you like to do with Esther? Um, it can um, be anything. Well, we like to go um, to the beach together. Yeah. When we're at um, her house, because we can walk to the beach. That's cool. That's cool. What do you love about doing at the beach? Um, well, she surfs, so 
um, sometimes she teaches me how to, you know, catch a wave. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, friends teach us stuff, don't they? Yeah. That's cool. And is Esther moved here? Or no. no. She's been here for a while. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks, Scarlett. Have a seat. I talk to God about all the things that he has made and we actually like doing lots of things together and the longer that I've known him, the more things that we do together. Now, today I am speaking about hearing God through creation and creativity, which is kind of in my wheelhouse, I suppose you could say. Now, I want a show of hands. Who thinks they're creative? Okay, the kids are more convinced? Okay, that's cool. I obviously have some work to do. All right. Let's take a look at what God created. created it. So I'm just gonna start. We did this last week, started in Genesis. And I'm just reading um, a little bit from um, the message translation. First this, God created the heavens and the earth, all you see and all you don't see. Earth was, earth was like a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a dove, or it says a bird actually, above the watery abyss. God spoke light, and light appeared. God saw that the light was good, and separated light from dark. He named the light day, and the dark night. It was evening, it was morning, one day. I love that it said that God spoke creation into existence. That's creative. Some other versions say he breathed creation into existence. Uh, God spoke sky in the middle of the waters. Separate water from water. God made sky. He separated the water under sky from the water above sky. And there it was. He called sky heavens. It was evening. It was morning. Day two. Then God spoke. Separate water beneath heaven gathered into one place. Land appear. And he called it earth. He named the pooled water ocean. He saw that it was good. And God spoke earth, green up, grow all varieties of seed-bearing plants, every sort of fruit-bearing tree, and there it was. Are you sometimes amazed when you discover like a new tree or something that you haven't seen before, a new fruit or a new flower, and you go, wow, creation is stunning. God saw that it was good. It was evening, it was morning, day three. Who thinks that really creative? We've got more. That's positive. That's positive. Let's drop down to um, verse 26 and 27. I'm just, I'm missing a bit in the middle, but God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature. That's funny, he says our. Who's 
owl. Kids, do any of you know who God's talking about? Hey, Caleb? More, not in this particular case. So God's creating and he says, let us make them in our image. Got an adult? Who wants to call that? Oh, hang on. Yeah, who's himself? Is there, God. Yeah, and is there more than one representation of God? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and who else? Um. There's one more. Poof, for a moment there, I thought I had you stumped, Roy. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He made us in his image. God created human beings. He created them God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. Every single one of you made in God's image. The creator's image. The creative God's image. Who thinks that they are creative? All right, come on. This is every single one of you. Okay, what I want you to do right now is pay attention to what you're thinking about that statement. Are creative. What is going on in your head? This is really important. So, Maybe if something's coming to mind, I want you to grab a pen and write it on that piece of paper. It can be on the front, on the back, it doesn't really matter. This is one of the secrets to hearing God. We are paying attention to that inner voice. Paying attention to what is in our head helps us to attend to what is truth and what is a lie. Because if there is something in your head that is saying, yeah, right, don't have a creative bone in my body, <coughs> your voice is right or I'm right, God is right, that he created you creative. Now, I think people often associate creativity with being artistic, don't they? We just put the two things together. Drawing, painting, um, singing, I don't know, sculpture, you can come up with a wide range of, you know, those people that are creative, those things that they do. But I want to suggest to you that as God made each of us creative, as he made you creative, you are on a mission to find what it is within you that is creative. I've got a bit of a creative list here. I've got creative thinking, management, team building, problem solving, creative accounting, creative reporting, training, and there's a bunch of other things in there. A lot of us have pushed down 
any sense of that creativity, sometimes because of what someone has said, be it artistic or otherwise. Words can crush our creativity. It is a super sensitive place within us and we feel very vulnerable in that place. Now I want you to listen for a moment for God speaking to you personally this morning through some scripture. I'm not going to give you a lot of back story or um, flesh it out but I want you to listen and see what God highlights for you this morning. I'm reading from Deuteronomy 8. Keep and live out higher commandment that I am commanding you today so that you live and prosper and enter and own the land that God promised to your ancestors. Remember every road that God led you on, pushing you to your limits, testing you so that you would know what you were made of, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He put you through hard times. He made you go hungry. And then he fed you with manna. That's reasonably creative. Something neither you nor your parents knew anything about. So that you could learn that men and women don't live by bread alone. We live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Here are a couple of little things that stand out to me. Obedience to God. If you want to hear God's voice and you're not in that place, I guarantee you it's going to be tough. So start there. He humbled them and he made them hungry. Now we all go through uh, difficult seasons, but there's a choice as to what we do in that season. Do we come to God? And ask him to feed us. They were in need and he met their need creatively. He longed for them to be in relationship with him. To live by every single word that comes from his mouth. And as I looked back, I realised that it was my need. It was my need that made me his voice. I was in trouble and I didn't know what to do. And so I yelled out an arrow prayer. Who knows what an arrow prayer is? Can you yell it out? Yep, a little prayer that you say and you shoot up to God because that's all you've got and I shot up lots of little arrow prayers and saying God help and you know what the cool thing was he responded and those scriptures that say I called out to God in my need and he heard my prayer they became my truth 
But God is faithful that when we call out to him, he answers. All right, I want to kind of back up a little bit and let's go back to chat about great friends. All right, chat about their friend. All right, come on, young man. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now I get the symbol. I'm holding the mic. I've got the mic. Okay, thanks, girls. <coughs> now, tell me about um, your friend. Do you do all the talking? How does it work? Um, like, do you just talk at him or...? Some, sometimes he suggests something that we do and I suggest something that we do and we figure out what to do or something. That's cool. So you kind of work it out together. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's very cool. And I reckon we should do that a bit when we're chatting to God, don't you? Kind of take it in turns, right? Here I go. Here's my arrow prayer. And just go, then we've got to take a moment, don't we? And listen to him. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Thank you. That was brilliant. <clears throat> Hearing God for me has been a creative exercise. Lots of experimentation and play. I remember a time about 20 years, busted out a new journal. And I had decided that in this journal, I was going to write down what God said to me. I was terrified. I was like, can I even do that? Am I allowed? Um, and this new journal stayed blank for quite some time because I was packing it. I was just like, ah. I know this is what I want to do, but it feels really hard. And I think one of the reasons I found it so difficult was that I didn't fully understand the character of God and trust how much he loved me. But I was crazy hungry to hear him speak. And I want to tell you, God wants to be in that kind of friendship with you, that backwards and forwards friendship, in coming up with an idea of what you're going to do. And look, I don't really want to talk about artistic creativity today because that might only hit about 50% of you as being something that's relevant. It has been the way that I chat to God. I talk to him about lines that I make on the page and shapes and colours and when I walk on the beach, the creation and how it changes. But I wonder what it will be for you. Let's read from John 15, 10 to 15. Let's get a bit of a heart for God for us. I've loved you, Jesus says, the way my Father has loved me. That's pretty epic. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, that one again, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Kept my Father's commands and made myself at home in his love. I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. This is my command, love one another the way I 
have loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything from the Father. And it's been these verses where Jesus is saying something. I'm going to speak to you that you won't just, you know, live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from my mouth. Another one of my favourites is draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It's a promise that if I come close to him, that he will come close to me. My probably life verse, I suppose, is from Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, everything that you do, and he will make your path straight. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't, you don't feel like you've heard from God, start there, start with scripture. And maybe do something different. If you've just picked up your Bible and read those verses, something else. Actually speak it aloud wherever you are, you might write it down. You might write it down every day for a week. You might draw around it. Um, highlight words. Invite God to speak to it. Ask questions and listen for his response. I reckon if you were to have a look at my journal, which I'm not going to let you do, um, it would be uh, half questions. Half questions. What do you want me to see in this verse? Or what do you want me to see today? Who do you want me to see? And I have recurring themes <laughs> over years where I just keep asking the same thing. Ask questions. Invite God to speak. Listen for his response. Doesn't it? That requires being still. That's a good verse. Be still and know that I am God. And it's in the stillness that he will speak. And then you have to trust, come back to those thoughts in your head. What is he dropping into your heart and mind? I will say what I do is, um, as far as creativity and my relationship with God is, it's the art of paying attention to whatever he wants to show me. I'm just going to give you one little um, living example about, um, hmm, I don't know, it's about 20 years ago, I think. We were living on a, a little farm and we had these hedges outside our place, very similar to this. And I noticed one day that these new shoots had come up, completely different colour to... Um, to the other leaves and it got me thinking about new growth 
and that it was actually fragile. These leaves were much softer. And one day as I was walking into the house, there was just this mass of bugs all over my new growth. And I was like, what the heck? What are you doing there? Why is it attacking the new growth? But I think it was because it was tender. It was, um, it was fresh. Anyway, let me read you what I wrote. Hmm, it might have flown away. Wait a moment, here it is. All right, so, you know, as I do, I took some photos and then I started having a bit of a chat with God. And I kind of, I don't think you could call it a poem, but there's, you know, little bits of words. This is a fun way to hear God. Is new growth. It's exciting and attractive. It stands out and gives us something to be thrilled about. This new growth does not go unnoticed. Some admire its beauty, and others, others are threatened and wary. So I might just, maybe for the kids, just kind of go, I'm not just talking about leaves. I'm kind of talking about what happens when we have new growth too. It can be a bit fragile, can't it? So new growth doesn't go unnoticed. Some admire its beauty and others, others are threatened and wary, ready to destroy because it's new and it's also a little fragile, needing protection from external attack. Each new growth makes us taller and stronger, a little more than we were created to be. A little more what we were created to be. How beautiful is new growth? Sometimes we can be so put off by the attack that we fail to produce new growth, never reaching our potential. Oh man, I'm chasing paper. Okay, maybe let's just say this is a <laughs> moment to talk about little bits of paper. Um, I've got two different questions on these, on these sheets, which you may choose to you may have choose to interact with this morning or maybe later. And one says, what is my level of hunger to hear God? I think that affects how we hear God. And the other is, Jesus asks a question. He actually asks it of a, um, I think of a lame man in the Bible. But let's just imagine he's asking you, what is it that you want me to do for you? That could be an interesting question. What is it that you want Jesus to do for you? Anyway, that's kind of something for you to um, ponder at home. I promise you, he is a question answering God kind of a bit pointless me finding the end of my notes because I felt like God really didn't give me an end. So I think maybe what we might do is hear from you. I wonder if God has deposited something this morning, a word or a scripture or highlighted something. Does anyone want to share? Any of the kids get something that they would love to 
shared that they might have felt like they heard from God? Leave the mic on. All right. What about the adults? Anything? No? That's okay. Good on your fee, love you. take the opportunity right this actually was a word that came to me last weekend when Andrew made his announcement of a change in direction for him and that obviously that also means a big change for us here at Bensville Um, and as we were praying through that situation he gave us that opportunity just to pray for him and um, for our our church's future Um, it was Isaiah 43 19 to 23 that came to me which talked about new growth Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am noting a way in the wilderness and streams in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So that's like my, was my little paraphrase. But basically God is doing a new thing here mm. and we need to be open to that, open to new growth, open to change, open to being uncomfortable. Um, and he is faithful. He is so faithful. Mm. Thanks, V. Beautiful. Don't you find that that happens? Did you have something? No, it's all right. It's just good practice hand for school. <laughs> Don't you find that God does that? That he's not, he doesn't just say something th- to you, but he's said it to a friend and to someone else and then you might hear it in a message or on Instagram or something. It just reinforces what he wants to say. Last chance, anyone else? Thanks. Do you want to come up? Thanks, Dave. So mine's not profound or a scripture or anything. I just thought when Meredith said that, like, you know, half of us might think we don't have a creative bone in our body, the creation is that every day we have food that we get to you know, we need to eat, so we get to be creative in our cooking and we need to dress. We get to be creative in what we wear and how we live, you know. So, you know, whether you plant pot plants or how you decorate your house or how you put eight pillows on your bed, (laughs) you know. So even if you think you're not creative, you've got a chance we were born into creativity so like every single thing you do is creative we just don't think about it like that but you know how much joy do you get out of um, cooking and you know some people just slap it on a plate some people have to put you know the basil leaves just the way so it looks pretty whatever you do or even if it's just the different spices you know whatever you do or your hair, or whatever, is creative every day. Thanks, Claire. And do you know what? God just delights in you. He delights in your creativity. He delights in being in friendship with you. I hope that you can just lean into that. I think there's two, I've got two statements at the end. These are are two things that I would like you to take away. You were created creative. 
And you can have a conversation with God. You may not do it in a journal, back and forth with God. You might do it in a gazillion different ways. I'm a big promoter of writing it down. But find your way to lean into relationship with God. He wants it to be intimate. He wants you to know how much he loves you. He wants to speak to you. And kids, I hope you know that you can hear God. But give it the time. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you breathed the most beautiful creation into existence and asked us to steward it with you. Lord, I pray that you would fan into flame our creativity, that we would become who you created us to be, that we would find delight, that we would enjoy the creativity that you've planted in us. Lord, I pray that as we go out this week, that we will be attentive to what you are saying to us, that we will create time to be with you, to hear your voice, (laughs) and that we will then play and experiment and delight in being in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.